If your energy that's moving through you is faster whilst you're walking to something like a job interview, you're going to maybe call it nervousness. But if you felt the same energy at the top of a roller coaster, it's going to be like exhilaration or excitement. It really goes to show how the mind is just creating limitation around these biased little stories. Just because we have a thought about something and we have a certain feeling, it doesn't mean that our personal interpretation of that is true. Hello and welcome to episode 267 of In The Moment with me, Alex Manzi. I'm a coach and this podcast is all about self-development and helping you to live a happier and more fulfilling life. So on this week's In Focus session, we are going to be discussing how the mind only creates limitation. And the reason that I say that is because really and truly, abundance is everywhere. There is no lack of abundance. There is no more abundance you can have. There is no less abundance you can have. It's just everywhere. And when we really view ourselves in life as being part of the whole, which is what we are, we're just one small part of the whole experiencing itself, abundance, abundance is always available to us. It's the mind that creates the limitation. And I'll give you a little example of this, right? Like to me, I've noticed that when the mind is coming from the unknown, when, when it's not sure about what's going on, when it's uh, open to exploring, shall we say, the mind forces itself to slow down to take in more information. And the, the example I want to give you is when I was on my retreat that I hosted a couple of weeks back, we went on a coastal walk one morning and we started at point A and we didn't have a destination to get to. We, we just walked until we felt like walking back. And it was a beautiful day, nice walk, and we didn't have anywhere to be. We didn't really have anything to do apart from walking. And we found that we were stopping, taking photos, admiring spots, looking at the plants, looking at some of the animals, admiring the view. And as we went through the walk, we were just very open to what we were observing, what we were seeing. We were being really slowed down and we were enjoying the environment that was around us. You know, we, we walked at a slower pace, we talked and we stopped at a few spots to take photos and have a chat and stuff like that. And then eventually, after about a couple of hours, we stopped somewhere for lunch. We had a quick bite to eat, um, relaxed for a little bit, and then we decided to head back. And just as we got towards the end of the walk, one of the guys that I was walking with just turned to me and said, wow, we, we're nearly at the end, aren't we? I said, yeah. He goes, do you know what? Like, that felt so much quicker than on the way there. And I said, it's funny because I've always thought the same when I've done that walk and I've done it a few times. And what I've noticed is for me, it's because when I'm walking in the direction going out on the walk, I don't have a destination. There's no end point. It's just like, oh, I'll turn back when I feel like I want to turn back. So my mind's really open and it's taking in information. And like I said, I'm slowing down. I'm looking at the view. But on the way back, my mind's limited because straight away now I've got a destination. I know where I want to be. I know where I want to get to. And I'm not as observant as what, of what's around me because I've already walked that walk and I'm just walking back along the same paths. So my mind isn't as open. So it's not, it, it's not coming from as much of an abundant state. It's coming from a state of uh, limitation. And that limitation means that I'm maybe not you know, enjoying as much of the walk. I'm not taking in as much information. I'm not admiring as much of the view because it's just like there's an end goal and a destination in mind. And I think that's such a fascinating thing because... The mind works in two ways, right? The mind likes to know the answers, right? The, the, the mind likes to fill in the blanks. So when, when we're on the walk and we're walking out and we're, we're exploring, the mind's open of like, wow, like where are we going? Let me take in all the information that I need so I can figure out what's going on here. 
But then when we're walking on the same walk, but in, in, in reverse and heading back into back towards the car as we were, the mind already knows the walk. It already knows the area, already knows the surroundings. So it's less observant and it's creating limitation because it's like, okay, I know what's going on here. Don't need to like take as much information in and I can just focus on where I'm trying to get to. And it really reminds me of like, when we're in that state of limitation, you know, how many opportunities, how many possibilities, how many areas of growth are we not seeing right in front of us because we're just limiting ourselves to what we think we can see. We're not truly open to what is um, available or what the possibilities are to us in any moment. And someone recently asked me, like, who would I need to be in order for miracles to show up in my life every day? And it's, it's a really good question because for me, miracles are happening all the time all around us we don't know in that moment necessarily that it's a miracle but when you look back on your life and you look at oh if I never met that person then I would never have gone on to that place and I would have never have done that thing and I wouldn't have got that job and then I wouldn't have met this other person and the, the dots connect together but at, at the time when you meet that one person you don't know all that possibility that could potentially happen whereas in the in the beginning if you're closed off from meeting that person say then your brain is creating the limitation and it's just keeping you in the place of the known. Whereas when we're coming from the place of the unknown, the abundance, there's more opportunity and possibility for us out there. And you see this all the time. You see this in the way that we process, you know, thoughts, the way that we process feelings. And, you know, a thought will come into our mind, right? And I, I was reflecting on this the other day, actually. I told this story to one of my clients. When I was younger, um, during the like half terms and stuff like that in school, my parents used to take me to this um, Arsenal soccer training camp thing that used to happen at one of the local schools in my area. And I remember I must have been about eight or nine or maybe 10 or something like that. And a couple of times they would take me and I had the thought of like, oh, I don't know anyone there. Therefore, I'm not going to be able to enjoy myself. And I started to like cry and throw a tantrum and I didn't want to go. And I made my, I think it was my dad who was with me and made, made him take me home. So a couple of times I missed out on the opportunity to just basically play football all day. And because of that experience, and that's one of the first times I can remember where I didn't want to go somewhere because I didn't know people. Because I was quite happy to go to like, you know, half term like play camps and stuff like that. And I'd go and I'd meet people and I'd, I'd, I'd have new friends and whatever. But this was one of the first times I can remember where I didn't want to go somewhere because I thought I wasn't going to know anyone and therefore I wasn't going to enjoy myself. I sort of made up these connected dots. So the story became very real and I made my dad take me home and I missed out, like I said, on just basically playing football for a week, which as an eight, nine, ten year old kid, if you'd asked me, like, do you want to play football for a week? I would have bitten your hand off <laughs> for the opportunity. Um, and I, as my life went on, that story became more real because I started to believe it as a truth for me. If I go somewhere where I don't know people, I'm not going to be able to enjoy myself. And I started to buy into this story, this belief that I had created within myself because of one small experience, which wasn't true, by the way, because I did go to some of the other soccer camps on the other half terms. It just depended on that one day. I just maybe didn't feel like it. And my mind created the story of like, well, if you go there, you're not going to know anyone. And if you're not going to know anyone, you're not going to enjoy yourself, which means you're not going to have fun for the whole day. And my mind was just filling in the blanks based on, you know, what was going on for me in that moment. And then as my life went on, my mind would continue to fill in that blank. So every time I went somewhere like a 
party or like a work event or like a networking thing or something and I felt like I wasn't going to know anyone my mind would go oh remember that time when you didn't want to go to the thing because you didn't you didn't know people and you you, you weren't going to enjoy yourself like this is going to happen again my mind fills the blanks in for me and it starts to 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 uh, uh, weave that story together to make it a, a reality and I realized like very recently that this isn't true in the start of 2020 when I was traveling South America for a couple of months I did a month of that solo and I literally left my two friends I flew from um, Buenos Aires I flew to Patagonia and then I went to Colombia for a couple of weeks by myself where I didn't know anyone and I was fine. I had the best time ever. I made new friends. I met some incredible people along the way. And I had some of the best experiences I had on that trip because I was putting myself out of that comfort zone. And it's like we we will have a thought, right? And And a feeling will come with that thought. And then our mind will try to weave a story based on what that feeling is, based on how it wants to interpret that feeling. And there's actually a, an amazing uh, passage in this book by Amy Johnson called Just a Thought, which I'm going to share with you guys, because I read this a few times recently, <laughs> and I think I read it like two or three times. I've like highlighted it in the book now, and I literally like I had to put the book down for a minute and just really think like, wow, like how true is that? And it's a really powerful thing that she's saying here. So I'm going to I'm going to share it with you, and then I'm going to share some of the things that I got from it. So the passage says, thought and feeling are two sides of the same coin, one formless energy experienced in different forms of psychological experience. Feelings are the felt part of thought. There's a conversation that's often retold between motivational speaker Tony Robbins and Bruce Springsteen. Bruce apparently told Tony that before a big show, his stomach is in knots, he feels nauseous, his heart pounds. You might think the boss has performance anxiety, but he doesn't experience it that way at all. He said when all of those physical feelings kick into high gear, he knows that he's pumped and ready to put on an amazing show. The energy is fluctuating in ways that a mind could call fear or nerves, but Bruce's mind calls it energized and ready to play. Feelings are energy moving through us, plus a subjective biased story about that energy. When the energy moving through you is low, and your mind is thinking about your beloved cat who died, your mind calls it energy sadness. When your mind experiences low energy, as stagnant and unchanging, it might call it depression. When your mind embraces low energy, you might say you're feeling peaceful. When the, when the energy is faster and you're walking into a job interview, your mind might call it nervousness. Feel that same physical energy at the top of a roller coaster and its exhilaration. The same one energy is the source of everything. How you experience it in any given moment is down to the interpretive story your mind happens to tell. Your mind goes through this interpretation and labeling process in an instant. As we've seen, it's how it makes sense of life and attempts to keep you safe. Vacillating energy isn't good or bad, comfortable or uncomfortable in and of itself. It's just energy. The meaning our mind attaches to it is what leads us to like or dislike what we feel. And I mean, like, how powerful is that? Like, what she's basically saying is that the um, the feelings that we have are the felt part of the thought that we're having. So we have a thought, there's a feeling that comes with it, and 
that feeling is based on the energy that we have passing through us in that moment. And that's entirely neutral. There's no good or bad. There's no comfortable or uncomfortable. There's no I like it, I don't like it. It's entirely neutral. But then our mind chips in, as she says, with a subjective bias story about the energy and it makes a, a, a narrative over what that energy feels like for us and what that means for us in that moment. And I love the example she gave of like, if, you're, if your energy that's moving far, uh, through you is faster whilst you're walking into something like a job interview, you're going to maybe call it nervousness. But if you felt the same energy at the top of a roller coaster, it's going to be like uh, exhilaration or excitement or you know, like a thrill. And it really goes to show how the mind, you know, is just creating limitation around these biased little stories that it's attaching to everything that it picks up on. You know, our mind is there as a, as a kind of protective tool in a way, right? It's trying to keep us safe. It's trying to protect us, which is cool. But it also goes to show that just because we have a thought about something and we have a certain feeling, it doesn't mean that our personal interpretation of that is true. Because if we're coming at it from the place of abundance, then it's just energy. It's just a thought that's passing through us. It could be labeled as anything. It could be labeled fear. It could be labeled excitement. It could be labeled and uh, exhilaration. It could be labeled nervousness. It could be labeled, you know, nauseous. It could be whatever. It's just dependent on what we're, what we're feeling in any moment what the situation is and what our mind wants to create the narrative to be in that moment. But if we can see that actually that thinking that we have and the feeling that we're feeling and the interpretation and the experience that we're having because of that isn't the truth and truth of a capital T, which is actually there is no uh, narrative here. It's just energy and it's just a thought that's passing through me in the moment. It's really powerful because it frees us from a lot of narrative it frees us from a lot of our mind's work. There's a lot of personal thinking and a personal narrative that goes on up here, which when we start to step away from that and see through it as not being true, then we're left coming from a, a, our base level state, our zero, our innate wellness, our innate abundance that's always there. Like I said, the abundance around us and, and everywhere in life, you can't have more of it, you can't have less of it, it just is. And it's an amazing thing when you start to see through that thinking how much you can free yourself from stories. I've freed myself from so many stories because I've started to see in my life that they're simply not true. They're just my mind filling in the gap, creating a narrative in the moment to suit the felt experience that I'm having of a given thought, of a given piece of energy that's passing through me. And that's it. It's as simple as that. There's nothing more to be done with that. There's no, okay, well, once you've, you know, acknowledged that that's what's happening, here's what you need to do. It's just about resting in the understanding that our mind is always creating. It's always creating the narrative. It's always creating the story in any moment. And that's it. And once you rest in that understanding, you can start to see through the narrative that it is creating as not being the truth. So I'd love to know, like, what you are getting from listening to this episode. I love to create these episodes, I love to make these videos, I love, I love to make this podcast to share my learnings and also to create conversation with you. And I'd love to hear what you get from this episode. Like, What's the one thing that's really standing out for you or the one learning that you're making from listening to this, if there is one, it doesn't have to be. 
And if you'd like to share that with me, then please hit me up on Instagram at I am Alex Manzi. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to share a chapter with you from, from this book, Just a Thought, that I think will be really powerful. I'll share the passage with you in writing. So if you message me with your learnings from this episode, I'll share that passage with you so that you can read it over for yourself and interpret it. Like I said, just hit me up on Instagram, I am Alex Manzi, shoot me a DM and let me know what you got from this episode. And if you think that there's someone you know who would benefit from listening to this episode, then share it with them, send them the link, the screenshot. Again, I created this podcast because I wanted to inspire a positive change. And you could really be a part of that by sharing this episode with someone that you know today. So I want to thank Michaela Atsu for producing and editing this episode. I also want to thank Hobgoblin for providing the sick music that you hear. And as always, I want to thank you for spending time with me today. And I'll see you for the next episode.